This is Stuck in Traffic, and you're listening to our third installment of our conversation series. If you haven't already, be sure to go check out our first episode with Solo Jackson, the rapper, and our second episode with Space, the producer, and BT, also rapper-singer. Very interesting conversations we have with those guys. Be sure to check that out. But this week, we have Quincy. Also, you may know him as Q Hefner. He's a local event host and podcaster. He This episode, we talk about his origin story. Story. Then we dive into conversations about issues plaguing artists, why can't Arkansas pop an artist, and then we just talk about music because that's what we do over here. Enjoy. And we back with our third conversation of this <laughs> conversation series of Stuck in Traffic. Yes, sir. You know, well, no. of course, we got my boy Jay Hall. Yeah, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying us today. It's none other than he goes by Q Hefner, but y'all may know him as just Quincy. Yeah, or just Q. Yeah, just Q at work. Man, the different. AKA Big Hef. Big Hef. Okay, okay. AKA uh, Don't Leave Your Daughter Around Me Too Long. Nah. But um, for the people that don't know, who is Q Hefner, Quincy? Wow, okay. Um, How can I sum this up? I am literally a man of many hats and figuratively a man of many hats. Um, I am from Little Rock, Arkansas, mm. and uh, I learned a lot about who I am and what I wanted to do through Jackson, Mississippi. I guess okay. that's like a second home. Um, and that's kind of me in a nutshell. I guess we're gonna delve in deeper than that, but that's yeah, kind of me in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. So you will consider yourself what? Okay. Mainly. Um, I like to consider myself a bridge. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I like uh-huh. to I like to say that a lot. Big damn, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Big so, damn. so what you bridging? What you connecting? Together? So I guess the first thing I really wanted to do when I was in Jackson was I wanted to build a bridge between Little Rock, Arkansas, and Jackson, Mississippi. Like literally a bridge? Well, no. not literally, right, right. <laughs> not literally, but figuratively a bridge. And then I'm just um, man. When, when I got to Jackson, um, I was all. The Little Rock that they knew, basically or mainly, yeah, right? Okay. So, so everything that I did was like, oh, that must be Little. Rock. That must be what they do in Little Rock. That must be what they do in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily always the case, but um, I kind of saw college. I will always see going from elementary school to middle school, going from middle school to high school, going from high school to college. I will always, I always saw that as an opportunity to reinvent myself. Mm-hmm. These people mm-hmm. who were in middle school or people in high school didn't know who I was in middle school. And people in college didn't know I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about creating a facade or anything, but it was just like, okay, what did I try to get across then that I couldn't get across, that I can get across now? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, that being said, <clears throat> I took that as an opportunity to kind of like express and show a lot of these creative uh, things, that I, ideas that I wanted to get off through Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and then use that to attract more people to Little Rock, Arkansas. Because I felt like we had a lot of similarities and we went through a lot of the same things. So initially, I wanted to build a bridge and say, man, these people in Jackson should come hang out in Little Rock. And these people in Little Rock should go hang out in Jackson because we like a lot of the same stuff and we have a lot of the same fun. Gotcha. Um, so I wanted to build a bridge that way. And then I wanted to build a bridge to local artists. I wanted to build a bridge to um, local restaurants that I thought were cool. And then I wanted to highlight uh, creative events that I thought were cool. So I noticed that people thought um, the things I thought were cool, they, mm-hmm. they didn't know about. And so when I showed them that they thought it was cool, so I was like, okay, well, let me just keep 
generating this okay. um, and then create a bridge. Kind um, of being that liaison stuff. for people to mm-hmm. kind of help. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what led you to Jackson, Mississippi? Man, it was free. So, right. you know, right. I, I, other schools. <laughs> I, I was looking at other schools and uh, nobody really gave me any money. Uh, I think I'm, I applied. I really wanted to go to Clark Atlanta. Right. And um, they gave me a couple of dollars, but it's a private school. So it was like yeah. fairly expensive to go. And so, um, man, the other schools just didn't give me any money. Jackson State said, hey, you can come for free in the academic with like your ACT scores, like your grades. Like you can come here. We'll pay for it. So uh, yeah. I ended up at Jackson, hey, Mississippi. That's, that's enough for me. And that was yeah. it. <laughs> So HBCU life, I know that's different. Oh he, man, he don't know. Yeah, nothing I don't about, know oh, about man. that. I'm PWI man. Mm. But. <laughs> so you did you think that HBCU experience shaped who you are today? Wow, uh, I think it helped mold what was already happening. Right. I really think Central kind of shaped who I am today, and then uh, Jackson State kind of helped mold it only because it it kind of. Man, made you a man. Like I was, I was out in Jackson, Mississippi, by myself. Like I had a person I roommate was uh, roomed with my freshman year was my best friend at the time, mm-hmm. and so uh, essentially it was just me and him and one other guy that I knew from middle school. So I didn't really know a lot of those people on campus. So soon I found out, like the first semester, I found out if you don't do it yourself, it's not going to get done. Got to do your classes. You got to make sure you know uh, your rooming situation is fine. Got to make sure mm-hmm. your transportation is fine. Wherever you got to get, you got to find yeah. it on your own. Money wise, you got to hustle, get it on your own. And so, uh, man, Central kind of made me who I feel like I am. And then Jackson State kind of really had a big integral part in making me a man and standing on my own All two right. feet, stuff like that. So, so, what did you start doing at Jackson? Like, as far as is, you throw events or you? Uh, okay. Okay, so this I feel like this is gonna be an origin story too. All, All day right. I was like, all right, I get to start from the beginning and really tell people you know who I am, where I came from. So, um, okay, I went to Jackson State and the beginning was Capital. I crossed Capital my sophomore year. All right. Um, so that was really cool, right? Me, meeting different guys and uh, us putting our heads together. How can we do this for the ladies? How can we do this for campus? How can we do this for a party we want to throw and just things like that, getting ideas off. And so that was really tough. Uh, I felt like I knew everything. I still feel like I know everything. And so, like man, so being <laughs> with a team like that just kind of helped me, like, learn roles and learn positions. And, yeah. you know, your strong points, do what you're good at, and then everybody else will do what they're good at, and yeah. it'll all come yeah. together. So it's not just you trying to do everything or trying to control everything. Um, so we start off at, at, at Jack State doing Kappa. Of course, we did events. And then I had the opportunity to do a ladies' night. And that was really fun. It was just a really curated event about – um, we gave all the ladies that came in. It was a special invite-only type thing. And then um, they had a CD. It was a CD that played the entire night. It was like a soundtrack for the night. So everyone who left, left with the CD of the soundtrack. They played all night. Oh, um, yeah, we kind of did like the sketches of all the ladies that came in. We had like some food. We had some poetry. We had a lot of music, things like that. And so me and my line brother curated the whole event. And so that made me be like, all right, confident that I could pull something off. Um, of that of that magnitude, like over and over and over. Yeah. So I left there. Um, I graduated and I started doing um the biggest thing I started doing was Juneteenth. Um Little Rock, we grew up with Juneteenth. Yeah. Like, we knew the name. Mm-hmm. We looked <laughs> forward to it every summer. Yeah, June June was, was, yeah. yeah that was like, that, that like was that shirt say Juneteenth yeah, was, staple. Staple. <laughs> it was a staple. It yeah. was that. It was that you look forward to. Uh-huh. And so anyway, long story short, I'm sitting in a room. We we had a when I moved, I graduated Jackson State and I moved into a home and it was a four bedroom, so it was, you know, four black guys. And we're on the block, and we just throwing college parties, right? We just uh-huh. booming the block out, blocking people's driveways, cups and trash everywhere, Been all this there. stuff, Been right? There. And so then summertime came, so school was out. So we're like, man, we still want to do something, but what do we do? So I brought up the term Juneteenth, 
And out of, you know, it was a room full of black guys, seven, eight black guys, and everybody was like, huh? You know, what's that? I was like, wow. man, yeah. Well, I was like, y'all from Jackson, Mississippi? <laughs> yeah. Y'all never heard of Juneteenth? So it was like, never heard the term. Like, you mean like June 19th? Like, what does that mean? I was like, no, 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 no. So I gave him the whole rundown of what Juneteenth meant and the history, mm-hmm. history behind it. It actually is June 19th, 1865, Emancipation mm-hmm. Proclamation, all the black people free, da, 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 right? Yeah. Mississippi, you think they should know that it's below the Mason Dixon, but whatever. Um, so I saw it as an opportunity, right? Now I can have, I would say, let's celebrate and educate. And so I went door to door, asked all my neighbors, had they ever heard of Juneteenth? Nobody knew about it out of like 40 homes, except for one lady. It was a white lady. and She knew about it. And so I was like, wow. So I took this downtown to the city and was like, hey, there's a need for this. These people need to know what this is all about. Can you help us throw this party on my block? Can you help us barricades and block up the street? Da, da, da. They said, sure. And we got uh, for long. We had Wingstop donate us food. We had the Neighborhood Association give us, cut us a check. Um, we had people, uh, we had a guy bring a grill set up in the middle of the street and we would give out all the food and we had DJ and we just had a okay. real big block party and we just would promote the term Juneteenth. Yeah. And so that was like the kickoff. So I did Juneteenth, I did $1 bonfire, I did um, things with Close Minded, I did things with um, Chuck Berry, uh, local clothing brands in the city, I'll do things at Offbeat Jackson. Um, so I just started throwing events. Juneteenth was like the thing because right. I had the city behind me and then I had you the neighborhood behind Chuck me. Berry. You huh. did. You did. I was gonna check Barry clothing. Yeah, that's my guy. Um, and so, man, so we just we just did like a, a lot of stuff with clothing. I did a lot of stuff with clothing brands. I did Juneteenth. I did uh, through Juneteenth. I started working with musicians, um, putting them on stage, right, local artists, so they could do their thing, have a platform to really get their stuff off. And uh, man, I just been doing events ever since. That was, really, that was it. Yeah, that was that was pretty much the gist of. It. Then sipping sauce was another thing. Oh, okay, so this is a good one for a bridge, right? Ultimately, I want to make a bridge between Mississippi and Arkansas. So I came up with the idea of Sip and Sauce, which is right, Mississippi. And then somebody made a joke about Arkansas. Arkansas right, being Arkansas. Yeah, okay. So I was like, I okay, see it. I, I see like it. that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I like that. So I came with the idea of Sip and Sauce. Essentially, you would pay a flat rate, and then it would be endless chicken wings and endless champagne. And the idea was kind of mixing that classy and ratchet that people like. So, um, that's what we kind of want to do. We kind of we were kind of getting to the age where we were outgrowing kickbacks, but we weren't really excited about the club, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like that middle ground. So I was like, okay, sipping sauce would be a good way. Sip representing champagne, and sauce representing chicken wings. Mm-hmm. And I then I wanted wings. to build a bridge between Mississippi and Arkansas. It's supposed to be right. a two day party that it would happen one day well, here and then the next day oh, that's crazy. at the other state, and then okay. sipping sauce yeah. like that. So. That's why I kind of left off it on sipping sauce. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's so that's me. That's my life. So that's Mississippi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you graduated, but you're still there for like a. Yo, well, I stayed. Um, I was in Jackson for like eight years. So I graduated. It took me like four years to graduate, four and a half to graduate, and then I stayed like three or four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had kind of it was hard to let go. Mm-hmm. You kind of established <laughs> yourself then for the most part. Kinda, kinda. Yeah. When did you feel like you were kind of getting into your niche? like coming up with the events and really just getting to a groove man juneteenth was the one uh the last juneteenth it didn't even go well but i still felt like i was getting into a niche i was getting a groove yeah. um, we actually got rained out it was really sad but the way i set it up it was in such a way that it, it couldn't really lose even though it rained out mm-hmm. like the city paid gave us a check um we had djs that volunteered we had food trucks come out um, regents bank donated us two bikes um so even though it got rained out and we didn't have a show and nobody came, I still left with like a check and two bikes and some favors for some DJs because they were like, we'll still work with you again. So yeah. 
even though it didn't happen, I didn't even go broke doing it. So right, I was kind of right. yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. an L, L, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but then that's why I felt like I was a group. I also had the city of Jackson let us use their seal and stamp my flyer. So they kind of felt like, okay, the city of Jackson and their committee is behind me. Then I must be doing something right. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. that was that was when I felt like I was like in a groove at yeah. that point. What what led you to make the decision? It's time for you to revert course and come back to you know where you started. Also, uh, sad story. My father uh, actually reached out to me. He was kind of sick, elderly at the time, mm -hmm. so he was like, "Hey, I need somebody to come take care of me." Um, right. So, I mean, I dropped everything I was doing and was like, man, let me go take care of Pops. It's just family, so right. I had yeah. to move. Um, so I moved back. So I took it as an opportunity, actually. Um, Jackson was kind of a different place. I don't have anything against Jackson, but it was like, if you're not from Jackson, it's a little bit harder for you to kind of create a lane for yourself. That was okay. a very long journey for me to get to that Juneteenth um, yeah. level. And so, anyway, uh, I kind of was like, all right, I feel like I've done the most I can do in this place. Um, let me take this opportunity to go back home. Because I felt like a lot of people were seeing what I was doing. Man, we see what you're doing, Jackson. That's that's dope. That's a good idea. That's crazy. You know, that a lot of people tell me now, man, from what we could tell, you were running Jackson. Like you was the man in Jackson. What appreciate it. You know, but I still had more work to do, but I appreciate it. So I, I took the opportunity to come back and then try to ingrain myself in the city and do some more things in the home. Um to kind of like bounce back, right? Now I can build that bridge that mm -hmm. um, I was in Jackson and Little Rock people saw what I could do. Now I can come back to Little Rock and let my Jackson people know what I can kind of just back and forth like that so what was the when you came back what was the first thing you was like all right it's time for me to establish myself back in the city what, what was your first move to like man that's crazy well when i first moved back i kind of took like six months to just do what the people were doing okay wherever it was that's where i was so all right that makes I, sense. I, yeah i had to check out the envy go see what that's all about mm -hmm. club on the hill I still all my life never been to and it was elevate yeah. i mean you know it was yeah. elevation yeah. like, yeah. and so but i always wanted to go i never been old enough to go and True. so i was like all right let me go see what this is all about so i did the envy thing i did the twat thing i did the level thing i did power peace levels for man peace power for sure and so i just wanted to know what are the people doing so that i can create something in that lane or create something that they were missing right and so um i just took time just like going apart i ended up in a lot of places by myself just kind of just pulling up yeah. post to get a drink post up see what's going on kind of right. just study the market yeah, yeah get out of there so um that was the first thing and then the biggest thing was teaming with the Okay. Um, I was listening to their podcast, like one podcast they had, um, and I was so excited to see it on my timeline that I tuned in. It was live, and it sounded like a, a great time. Shout out to Goon and uh, man, Goon and who else? Who else was on that? Solo. I think y'all just had Solo on the last yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Goon. Shout out to Solo. Shout out to Hector. All those guys. Um, they took over, and so uh, anyway, the influence opened up an invitation and said, "Hey, anybody who's interested in work with the influence, come to this meeting at you." And so I met with them the first day, and I. Trying to rock with the influence mm -hmm. ever since. Yeah, influence definitely dope. Shout out Jasmine, shout out KD, KD. We working some good people over there. You know, shout out Jerry. Yeah, shit coming. Stay tuned. <laughs> Dude, don't know the trash can. But um, <laughs> so when you finally got a feel for the city, you say you start rocking with the influence. So mm -hmm. what show? You still rocking with the influence? Yeah, I'm still rocking with the influence. They, they're doing a lot of building to prepare for a, a relaunch. Okay, yeah. your position over there is so I am uh, a host of a podcast. So uh -huh. I host or co-host rather me and JBM, me and Jacqueline, Queen Millen, Queen and Millen. Um, we host a show called Dope or Nope, mm -hmm. and it's essentially a review show of local 
albums, albums that come out all over the state. So projects that come out, we listen to the tracks, give it a week run through, and then come tell the people what we thought and how we felt about it. Okay. Sound yeah. love. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but do you feel like there's a you feel like there's a need for that though? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I mean, right there, we're all talking about them. I mean, people who know about them, people know when they want you know drops a tape. People know when Sinclair drops a tape, or people don't know. And if they don't know, then they should. And and I think it should come from um, people who are just like regular guys yeah. like you and I, you know what I'm saying? Just like barbershop talk, I guess. Yeah, me personally, I do, now that you like bring it up, I do think that's a void that we have and it's, I don't know if it's, it is a void that we just don't have a lane to speak openly because mm-hmm. you know, it's, Every party, you know, you just local artists. They offer your homeboy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody you gonna see yeah, probably yeah. two or three times. But a it, week. but but we like I say, we had these conversations already. So yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. the, yeah, so the conversation on the other. Why not bring it to the forefront? Yeah, on the microphone. And then I also, um, man, okay. So I work with Sinclair. I work really close to Sinclair. Mm-hmm. And man, I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't tell him I didn't like the song. I wouldn't be a good exactly. friend if I didn't tell him I wasn't feeling the beat. Like, and mm-hmm. that's just honest. I'm not hating on your craft or what you got going on. It's like, personally, I don't care for it. And then, that's really what all dope or dope is. Yeah. And it's not to turn anybody necessarily on to something or turn them off. It's just to give an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a movie. Man, you yeah. saying movie? What you think about it? Well, yeah. I thought it was funny. I don't know. Da, 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 the parts. Okay. You're going to want to go find out on your own. So, that's all it was. I mean, and that, and that does come with the position. Because you go to your job and you fucking up. And your job, your boss ain't just going to be behind, you know, no. talk to other bosses. <clears throat> they're going to continue. Really. They're going to let yeah, you know. Yeah, they're going to let you know. It's just to spark conversation. That's really. all. The conversation that's is all. necessary. Mm-hmm. And it helps. And help people just create more listenership. That's all. You got any? I don't know. I can't really think. I mean, because like, I do me. Me and Q, we've been working together with the influence stuff. Cause I, uh-huh. so I kind of know the story. I kind of know the background and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't have no questions right now. But I mean, is there? Okay, I guess we can kind of really talk about the tour. Kind of oh, yeah. talk about the fake ID <clears throat> tour. How's that coming up? And how's that been going along? Man, I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> so the fake ID tour, um, there's three cities, um, all in the state, right? So we're gonna do a show, and we did a show in Conway last weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me, it it was really well. It went really well. Excuse me. Damn, boy. I know, right? That Dang. was me last week, boy. <laughs> yeah, sick as hell. Man, it's getting there. It's trying to sneak up on me. Boom. Had a show last weekend in Conway. We're going to have a show this weekend in Little Rock. And we have a show on the 11th, or on the 12th, October the 12th, actually, in Fayetteville. Okay. And so, really, I want to just focus on production this time. And I feel like we go to a lot of shows that like plug and play, the microphone, get up there, do your thing, get off yeah, the stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really wanted something that had smoke, that had lighting, that had a visual mm-hmm. behind them, that fit the music. Yeah. yeah, so something like that. Um, and the artists have really taken to that. So the last show, BT had Space come out and Space played the guitar live. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had some, some visuals that were you know curated just for that set. Um, Sinclair did the same thing. He had some visuals created just for that set. Um, Jay Mula took advantage of the smoke and the light and the other thing. It just made all the artists feel like bigger artists because yeah. we cared to give it more production on the stage. Yeah. And so that's all I want to highlight this time. But it was kind of a spinoff of Speakers and Sneakers, if you don't mind me talking yeah, about yeah. 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 So this is the second tour that I've created. And the first tour was earlier this year called mm-hmm. Speakers and Sneakers. Part of with Rock City Kicks, right? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, 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 I did, yeah. I did. Well, I wrote more with Broderick and Sweet 12, but uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. I guess, by way of association. Okay. And Speakers and Sneakers really was a tour about um, these artists. Sinclair, me and Sinclair had an honest conversation. It was like, how do we get in front of people? 
And so I said, well, instead of us trying to go to a place and then draw people to a place, let's just go to the place where the people are who mm -hmm. care about this local stuff. So if it's a local place that sells sneakers, a local sneaker boutique, and they sell sneakers that you can't get anywhere else, there's a certain type of person that shops in their, in their store, right? Okay. And they care about like exclusive things. They care about things that no one else can get to. And so that's the air we want to create about these local artists. More exclusivity, not just local artists, but more something that you have to dive into. Right. And so anyway, we want to create a tour inside of sneaker boutiques. And so have shows inside of sneaker boutiques. So we did a show, right, with Rock City Kicks. And uh, yeah, at, at Gala 360, rest in peace, Gala 360, damn. And then we went to Jackson, Mississippi, and a place called Concrete Kicks. My guy Keith, he runs that one over there. And then we met up with these guys in Denver, Colorado, favorite. And so um, it was just about being a sneaker boutique, go to where people want you, and then um, an artist, um, artist performing consecutively, weekend after weekend after weekend. Prepare mm -hmm. yourself. Okay, now we have another weekend. Prepare yourself. Now you have another weekend. But when you make it big and you have shows every other day, you can mentally prepare yourself because this is a thing that has, okay, rapid succession, shows in rapid succession. How long ago the sets? Currently? Yeah. Sets are like 12 minutes now. 12 right. to 15 minutes the artist has. And that's what usually, now usually like niggas get three, like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Two, three songs. One song, two songs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so um, right, so Speakers and Sneakers was the first tour. And then I, I realized, oh, I can kind of put this thing together. I, I, I got a pretty good hand, handle on this one. Let's do one for the state of Arkansas. And so ultimately, I'm going to go Speakers and Sneakers to five or six cities, five or six states. And then Arkansas, I want five cities in the state yeah. so that people from Arkansas can get around and do something in yeah. rapid succession as opposed to one month, four months later, do something else, three months right. later, do something else. Like it's too spread out. No one can really get hooked on you like that. Yeah. Let's push it on them really. Can I talk about the planning that goes into, you know, making your own tour and managing your own tour? Oh, man. Like what's some of the, uh, the hardships that you had to endure to... So I guess the biggest hardship is I'm the only one that sees it. Um, no one's ever done it before. So I'm the only one that sees the vision all the way through. So if that's the case, then I have to be the one to contact each of the venues. I'm the one that has to like, the lighting has to be this way. The stage has to be this way. The audio has mm -hmm. to be this way because no one else knows how to do that because they've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing is just right now is just trial and error. Speakers and Sneakers was the first time. So I learned a lot from that one that I carried over to this one. Um, and just having the right people in place. So it's just about trusting people. And then it's about uh, and acting on it, just executing it and, and giving it a shot. Um, these artists, um, like I say, this time around, the, the first time around, it, it went well. I'm speaking things went well. But this time around, I'm really putting pressure on Big Sauce. I'm really putting pressure on BT. I'm really putting pressure on Jay Moolah. So y'all having practices, rehearsals? They have rehearsals all on their own. So we haven't gotten to that part. But um, all the artists work on their set on their own. And then mm -hmm. we come in, we do a sound check, and it's like, all right, it's go time. time. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like I say, all the artists are really taking it serious. So it, it's not something where I have to hound people or have you rehearsed? Have, did you do this already? They're coming up with their own creative set and their own visuals and their own what they want to bring. And so that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, because you just really just giving them their own space to go out there and do what they mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. What kind of, um, what, what makes you decide on who you think or at least artist-wise, who would be good for a tour? Or Whew, That's a hard one, too. So this go-around, I kind of pick different artists for different reasons. Okay. Um, Sinclair, uh, going down the line, Sinclair is someone who I work closely with, 
someone I really believe in. So that was kind of he was kind of the guy I'm going to yeah, go yeah, with anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's done a lot of work and he and he deserves to be on the stage more. He's Correct. been cranking out mixtapes like crazy. So I'm like, man, he deserves to be on the stage to put a show together. Now we we've got the recording thing down. Let's get into some show stuff and get yeah. something that's out in front of the people. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I really want to do is challenge uh, Sinclair on that one. Jay Moolah is kind of a guy who's been in Arkansas for a while. He's been using for a long time. But he doesn't have a lot of opportunity to get on stage, from what I can tell, in the state or in the city. So I wanted to bring some of that veteran flavor because he's been around, he's been rapping, he's seen all these rappers and stuff. So yeah, like, I wanted to bring him around too. Yeah, you know, it's like freshman year. Yeah, yeah well, in high school, in high school, exactly. Shit. But I haven't seen him around much, so I was like, man, we need to bring Mula back. Um, BT, BT just has a sound that I just really want to put in front of people. It's just yeah, very yeah. different. It's, yeah, it's somewhere in that rap R and B. It's just in a, in a just different ram. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to put it in front of people because it sounds good on the headphones. But I'm like, I can just see people like standing in front of the microphone. Like, oh, this is crazy. Like just being in a zone, listening to it. And that's how it was last Friday. And so that's why I picked him just because he has a completely different sound. Correct. And then Sauce, Sauce, uh, man, he just, he just has fun. He just has really like real fun trap music. And mm -hmm. it's really easy. And uh, I really like the first uh, album or the first project rather, um, Trap Conversations. Really loved it when I first heard it. And um, I saw him do two different successful events. Um, one at O4's Vintage that was like crazy. Did y'all get a chance to catch that one at O4's? No, I, I caught get the one. Man, it's crazy. The, I caught the one that was in the Edo. Then he did the other one at, yeah. the, uh, at the warehouse. Yeah. yeah, And that was even crazy. Yeah, that one was nice. So I was like, okay, we got to tap in with this guy because he knows what he's He knows how to put together an event. So that's why we tapped him with Big Sauce too. So package all those things together, but like was really good for a tour. Uh -huh. Moving forward, I'm just picking artists that's like working hard. Yeah. It's not really a, a stage for artists that want to get on. It's kind of a stage for people that are already establishing themselves. They're already doing something. Now we can take it to the show level. Mm -hmm. It's not really an open mic. So when there's certain artists, you know, that doesn't probably hasn't got the criteria just yet. Uh -huh. you're like, I'm trying to get on a tour, man. Do you uh -huh. just, how do you let, you know, you let them know or you just give them the run around? It just it? depends. I don't give anybody the run around. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. Okay, so it's kind of like, are you guys greet? Are you guys greet? He is. Yeah. You greet? Okay, okay. Yeah. So when you greet, all right, so on the Greek story, when I first attended the Cross Capital, it was some weird stuff going on on campus, right? <laughs> so I submitted and put it in, da, da, da. Well, when it came out, me and a lot of my friends who we thought were front runners didn't make, didn't make the cut. So we were all like, yo, what's up with that? Like, we, running, we in this position, we in SGA, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. da, da, da. like, it's no way. Who else are they picking? And so uh, then it came out. It was like, okay, it was a mistake. Somebody was trying to pull some Bugazi stuff, da, da, da. You guys did make it. So we're like, okay, cool. Well, in that moment when we didn't make it, we were calling our people who wrote letters and people who was, you know, putting us in positions. Like, okay, do this, do this, do this. And it was like, what's up? And so they would tell us, you know, it's just not your time. You know, right. I can't really explain. I can't really tell you why it's not your right. time. Yeah. I just, it's just not your time. But yeah. keep applying. Stay stay with it. And yeah. it, it, it'll, yeah. come, it'll come through when it's supposed to come yeah. through. If you're serious about it. If you're serious about yeah. it. And so we upset. We didn't get on. So we don't know what that means. Yeah. Like, man, fuck no, now's it. the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. Fuck I got my money. And da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh -huh. So then when it came out. And then we got on. Then we went through the process. Now, I mean, I mean, the day after probate, somebody came up to me and was like, yo, I mentioned being Kappa. Can you write yeah, a letter for me? That's the same shit that happened to like, me. Literally. Damn. Yeah, literally the day after, bro. How I get down with Alpha, bro? Y'all yeah, cold, y'all. Like, and then after a while, you get in and you have the conversations and the, those closed door conversations, like, all right, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? Uh -huh. And then that's now, you, now that you're on the other side, you can say it's just not your time. Like I could tell you what we talked about in that room, but that wouldn't help you any. Yeah. It's just not your time. Yeah. And so 
that all being said to the music, it kind of translates to like, it's just not your time. It's no offense. I like you. I like what you got going on. But right now, it just doesn't quite fit. And so that's kind of what I tell people. If, if it's not the time, it's just not the time. Or keep working. I'm watching what you're doing, but it just hadn't quite hit that thing that I need to add it to a tour. To do. So I tell them. I tell them I talk to artists. So as far as five years from now, where do you see your events or yourself even? Like, where do you, what is a goal where you just want this to get to? Um, man, I, I want to create three tours that happen every year, every quarter. Um, that's what I feel like is a niche. I feel like no one does that. I, I feel like I don't, I don't see it in the state. Uh, I feel like I don't see it outside of the state. Unless you're a big name act, I don't see a lot of people doing tours. And actually, I got to give credit to Daz and Bree. I work really close with Daz and Bree. Mm -hmm. And so they put in my mind that they create their own tours, that they set up shows in a row, and then they come out to the public and say, this is a tour. This is where we will be. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was like, oh, that's genius. Like, rappers could do that. Anybody could do that, really, if you could set up shows in rapid succession. So... I also understand that rappers don't have a lot of management, that rappers don't have a lot of vision. They have a lot of ambition and they have a lot of passion to rap. But as far as like putting something together and getting it out to the public, sometimes that could be really difficult. Yeah. So I'm taking that stand. So five years from now, I want to have three tours that happen every quarter, probably five or six cities at a time, so that to give artists that time to practice or something to learn from. How do I set up my own tour? How do I get in front of people? I should have merch. Now Now that I've gone this thing and didn't have merch, I should have merch to go sell in front of people. You know right. what I'm saying? How do I make money going on road? How do I make, build relationships? What happens when I get invited on a tour and um, I don't know the people personally that invite me on the tour? So now I have to work with people. I have to get mm -hmm. along with people. If you're sharing a stage, you're sharing a bus, or you're sharing a venue, man, speak to them. Crack jokes. Get to know them. That, you know what I'm saying? So like, Putting artists in that position to to just get used to working together, having working relationships with artists. So five you, years from now, I want to do. That. So you feel like you kind of be more of a stepping stone and helping artists get where they want to go, and then you kind of, I guess, being an effective tour manager type thing, where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, listen, like, um, really, the point of it all is to kind of put you in front of a different audience, to put mm -hmm. you in front of people, so that way mm -hmm. that you can connect with the people more. Because I mean. Artists are always like artists can make a good music, but that's just not enough mm -hmm. in today's mm -hmm. age. I mean, we know that like the most money that an artist will make is gonna be on tour. Mm -hmm. So cutting in with tours, merch, mm -hmm. getting the artists in front of people—that's kind of really what you want to help people. Yeah, yeah. And with this tour, um, too, it's uh, it's about getting artists paid. Uh, that's really what I'm big on now too. A lot of people will tell you, you know, tell artists they need exposure, they need to do this, they need to do that, but which is also true. It's true. Yeah. I'm like when niggas need money. Man, I'm thinking yeah. about it. I'm sitting back thinking about it. I'm like, okay, you see all these showcases. No shot to any showcases, no shade to any showcase. But you see these showcases and these open mics and things. It's like these people who are coming are coming for the artists. How right. is it that the artists are not leaving with money? The venue is leaving with money, but the artists aren't leaving with money. Mm -hmm. But they're the reason why the people are coming. So I want to create things that help get artists paid. Like that's I mean, that's that's what my focus is now. I don't feel like there's a lot of avenues and no one works for the artists on that end. They just yeah. want to figure out what can they get from the artist. If this artist comes in, I know we can make bank at the door. Yeah, right. but what about the artist that brought the people through the door? Like, So five, six years from now, I want to do events. I want to continue doing events, coordinating, doing tour management. And I also want to just continue a creative platform for artists to come rap, 
get used to being on tour so that they can leave me and go create their own tours yeah. or they get invited to be a tour. This is not nothing new to them. They can perform in rapid succession. Yeah. Okay, when it comes to, you know, Lil Rock, well, Arkansas artists, period, what are some roadblocks you think that you're just holding us back? Oh, um, that's a good one. Man, holding back artists. This is, it's a lot, to be honest. It's, Man, it's what, do you, what do you think is some roadblock? What do you mean when you say roadblocks? Like, All right, I'll give an example. I don't think Arkansas has enough behind-the-scenes people in important positions. Okay. Because we kind of have a few artists that's getting out there that's getting buzzed, yeah. but they're getting buzzed, buzzed you know, because of other people they're associated mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. or whatnot. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it's no artists. It's no important people in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That can just put you on that platform. I, I was saying that too. That you would think, and when a excuse me, with a surge of artists, that there would be a surge of managers, and there mm-hmm. aren't. Yeah, there's yeah. way more artists than there, there are, are managers. managers yeah. There's way more artists than there are production teams. There's way more artists than there are DJs. It's yeah, just yeah, way I, artists is just coming up everywhere. But you're right. It's not a lot of team uh, team building. It's not no one helping them. So I think that's a roadblock. But I don't think that's the artist issue i think it's just, i mean i didn't say it's the artist it, issue no it's oh, just, yeah, issue it's for just, the artist oh yeah, yeah that, that is a huge issue for yeah. the artist i mean just people just don't understand what all goes into building an artist they, yeah. they just don't get it um I, and, and it's just it comes from research it just comes from wanting to know and that's where I, I got my passion from really digging into it through event planning i realized i could turn this thing into juneteenth like i started bringing people out and by first time I did, you know, 50 people. Second time we did 80 people. Third time we did 150 people. I was like, oh, okay. By the third time when I knew I had 150 people coming, that's when I started reaching out to artists. Now you have exposure because if you guys don't perform, there will still be 150 people here. You right. see what I'm saying? They're not coming for the artists. Okay. You want to come perform in front of where there are people. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're not bringing the people. You coming would bring fans, but there's already 150 people coming. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. Somebody needs to help galvanize people for these artists because these artists have a hard time doing it for themselves. And so you would think more people would do that, but I don't know. I guess me doing event planning just kind of merged into artists when I saw artists wanted to work with me because they left the stage like, oh, man, this was dope. Like, we need you to help us <laughs> do something just <laughs> yeah. like this again. And so that's kind of how I started working with artists. I think the thing with that is that people, like, the artist is like the thing that people only see. Mm-hmm. So that's like the sexy thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the artist is the one that's going to get majority of the time, going to get the recognition, the accolades, mm-hmm. the praise mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like you said, there's so much that comes into mm-hmm. building the artist and managing the artist. Like mm-hmm. every artist that you see definitely has a team around them. And mm-hmm. shout out to the few that few people, uh, in the state and in the city that actually do have, a, have team a team built, like, like, uh, top mm-hmm. tier, like no plans, mm-hmm. like, they, you could tell that they, they're strategically moving each mm-hmm. and every artist and like the stuff that they're doing is building forth an audience and putting forth mm-hmm. their artists in the the right side, like I guess the right mind frame for mm-hmm. people. But like y'all said, like um, everybody kind of wants to do it on their own mm-hmm. and what has to like this self-made mentality I feel mm-hmm. like here. And I mean, that like, I mean, coming where you come from, like you kind of got to have that for sure. Yeah, like you, you can be. But you definitely need to have others like to work with and have others to, to lean on and not, I guess, kind of put all that pressure on yourself. Cause I know me personally, I can't mm-hmm. do everything by myself. Where I, like, I feel like I'm gonna burn out man, and then it's just going to get tired of me. And I feel like that can, that can cause people to lose passion. Mm-hmm. But when you have like, you know, if I can say for instance, I'm an artist and Kaylin managed me. I know I can rely on Kaylin to do this and that, like, mm-hmm. you know, 
possibly help me like get set up an mm-hmm. interview or set up a tour like that. I can just focus on being creative and mm-hmm. putting out music for that's my it. fans and that's things it. like that. And I, that's the the part that people well, don't also, understand. Also, I think I think you can you can be a boss. You can be self made. I mean, I think the idea of being a boss like. You're not a boss if you don't have any employees, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, like I said, when I was working Kappa, like somebody had to be the president of our chapter, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't me, but whatever the president said you do, that's what then you do. do. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we all get to shine. Like Kappa gets to shine. It wasn't about Quincy getting to shine. It was about Delta Delta getting to shine. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you get into that mentality, it's like it's okay. Like, but but the the artist is the boss. He's the, we are expecting Absolutely, the artist to have yeah. the vision. We are expecting the artist to know where they want to go. It's just our job to figure out yeah, how to get them there. To play devil's advocate for the artist's sake, it's kind of we. The market here is so small. It's so, but it's so novice at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. like if oh, you yeah, if for the point. few artists that have a manager, they're the first artist they ever managed. Mm-hmm. They're the first time they ever got a manager. That's so a few point. artists that got access to a videographer. That That's videographer. A good point. Just started doing this That's shit not point. too long ago. That's this producer point. you work with just started doing it. Like point. everybody is just beginning. There's no veteran here mm-hmm. to like. Mm-hmm. It's some veterans. Like the veterans, they all tapped out. Like mm-hmm. we just didn't have nobody to get established mm-hmm. and can just relax. Like mm-hmm. they all got into some other shit and they just and they not just the perfect example. And I think people go gotta to. get out of. I was talking to somebody earlier today about man. If I don't got no money and you don't got no money, then how I'm gonna pay you to do the thing? I really like. Why yeah. we can't get money together? Like, exactly. That that's get, that's that what like I was gonna really say. getting under my under my skin. Like, dang, like you just started DJing, but I gotta pay you three hundred dollars to DJ every show. Right. Like, that's what I was gonna dang. say. So why not everybody just come together? Then? Let's come together. Just and get come the together. Money together. Let's split whatever we get. We can just split that. That's more than what we had. So it's like, how you gonna ask? I mean, I could go deeper, but it's like. Dang, I gotta pay you five hundred dollars for a music video, but I'm not making no money off this music video. So how do I make money back? I'm giving you the exposure because I'm pushing it, all this work that you got going on, so mm-hmm. you'll get more work on the back end. But the artist doesn't make any money off of this video, right. so it's all about how to find that common ground to where you can make money. If I ask you to do something, you can make money this way, and I can make money this exactly. way. Return on investment. How can we come together and make money off of this thing? And I think that's the thing in, in Little Rock for real, like. People pick up a camera. I'm a cameraman. I need $350 before I come out. It's like, slow down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's figure out how we can make it together. But that's me. I guess I'm the weird one. Uh, I mean, I, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it, I can see both it, sides. I see, I see both sides. I, I, I that's see what I'm saying. I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you're serious about any type of craft or passion, you're going to want to be properly compensated that's for right. it. But kind of like, I guess me, if I was in that situation, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, how can we both eat off of this? How can we both eat? I mean, because like, cause kind of going back, Caitlin, like you said, like it's, there's not really a lot of established, like just mm, yeah. people here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are starting off. A lot of people are kind of in that, in that ground where it's like, I'm really trying to get to that next level type thing. Mm-hmm. And I think what I was going to say earlier was that I think, Something that can help with that is just also with the trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like you say, and with people like collaborating, you know, trying to see how this can work, how that can work. Mm-hmm. You, you just kind of build off of that. Like trial and error is, is pretty much one of the biggest teachers yes, that you sir. can do in any type mm-hmm. of profession, yes, any type of field. Um, but that's, and I it, like it that's gets what, tricky though. It gets, but that's what I like about the influence. The influence <laughs> has kind of figured that out. Although it's going through a relaunch, it's like, there are a team of people who are willing to do graphics, willing mm-hmm. to do photos, willing to do videos, willing to host podcasts, willing to host events. And then 
So so no one is getting paid up front for this stuff. I hope I'm not getting anybody in trouble for that, but I, no, oh, no, that yeah, I'm aware no, it's of, all volunteer. Okay, okay. That's it's what I all okay, volunteer. I like, no yeah. one that I know is getting paid up front for this. Okay, no. but when you leave this, now Jerry has this podcast, this podcast, this podcast. Now he has a resume that he can go shop around right. to make money off of. Now this videographer can say, well, I shot this event, this recap, and I did this for Downtown Little Rock Partnership. Now you have a resume to go out and make money off mm-hmm. of. Like, so this is a place where people can volunteer. We can come together. Influence has opportunity. Cameraman mm-hmm. needs footage. Boom. And then you leave there. Influence leads with content. And you leave with a portfolio. So like, now you can make money. Now I can shop my voice around through the influence. I have a podcast now that I can package that up, shop mm-hmm. my voice around. And people like yourself say, but, come but on. But don't get me wrong. Me. It is it is creators out there that's willing to collaborate you know, cause, cause yeah, you know, I, I got clothing, and it's also mm-hmm. it's always photographers to me. You know, you know, I just want to shoot your stuff because uh-huh. I know if I shoot your stuff and I do my thing, mm-hmm. it's gonna get me more business. Uh-huh. You know, cause you, you kind of got some notoriety around the city, mm-hmm. whatnot, and they just you know they know they know, they know yeah. what it takes, right? Definitely. But I I understand where you coming from at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like if you just started doing this and I just started doing this, we both at ground zero. Yeah, yeah. But we both know if we link up, if we work together. We can exactly. Live, we can live. Just fuck with me. Like we can we can make like it's gonna work out in the end for both of us. Trust me. If it don't, I got you. Yeah, yeah. If If it don't, don't, we can work that out. That's not that's not something. Yeah, we can work that out. So what do you think is like that that stage or that step where it's like, okay, like now I kinda gotta start charging people or like now like this ain't this ain't just for play play. Like I need I need my ends to this. I haven't found that place to be honest with you. I don't know where their line is. Um man, because I'm just I get so excited and I I like to believe I can crank out like content like all the time. So personally, I I find it hard find it hard to get to that spot. Cause you could hit me with an idea, I'm like, oh yeah, that's fly, but what if you did this and did this and this? And then my mind right, gets to yeah. move in, it's like People tell me, man, that's something that you are charging for. You can't just give everybody the blueprint like that. I'm like, <laughs> no, well, I get I mean, you because I, I, I kind of get the same excited. Way with I just love too. to see things happen, so uh-huh. I, I try not to let that hinder me. So where is that line? I don't know. That's that's hard to say, especially in a place here. I could go to California and get paid for this thing, and then come mm-hmm. to Arkansas. Ain't no yeah. money. Nobody gonna pay for that. Nobody True. got six hundred dollars for a layout. Like somebody else in Atlanta, they might be like, "Yo, we got five hundred for that." You know, we don't mind. So I don't know. It just kind of depends. I got a soft spot for Little Rock. I got a soft spot for Jackson. So have people ever, call me. I be like, "Man, have funny. you ever felt the need to expand beyond Arkansas?" Or, um, or do you want to not expand a need. beyond yeah, Arkansas? So I don't want to. I really don't want to. I, I feel like it's a market here. I feel like, okay, man, they taught us in school, right? You want to be an entrepreneur, you either following a trail that's already blazed or you blazing a trail. So I just always like the idea of blazing a trail. I always like the idea of creating something that nobody ever had. And then when they see it, it's like, wow, like I, I didn't even know I wanted this until you mm-hmm. created you it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I never wanted to go outside because I feel like you would be a big fish in a big pond. Now I have to be in line behind everybody in Atlanta, in line behind everybody in Dallas, in line behind everyone in New York, in line behind it's just so many other mm-hmm. bigger people and bigger things who know this sound and these people way more than I do. And here I am trying to inch my way in and figure out how to create a lane and like, mm-hmm. why not do it in Arkansas where there's, in Mississippi, where there's no one trying to do what you're trying to do and then draw people to that thing. Turn that light on and they hear like, oh, I could be a cameraman. I could make a podcast. Influence started a podcast, and next thing you know, everybody's like, yo, I could do that. No shot to anybody, but I, I, I told Jasmine, 
You do this, you do this podcast thing, other podcasts will show up. And it's all for the betterment of the city. Now more people have their lights on. I'm like, I could do this. I could set up a light, set up some mics. Bam, we get our own talk show going. Bam. And it's, it pushes the culture forward. More people want to get into audio production. More people want to get into video production. More people want to get into podcasting and programming. And that's just, it just keeps opening people's mind, keeps expanding. So, and I like, I like being in Arkansas. I like being in a place where there's not a lot of competition. I feel that. All right, to switch gears, how do you mm-hmm. feel about all right? This being kind of a popular, if you want to say the sort of question or argument okay. that's just been going on on social media for a while, do you feel that Arkansas lacks support for their artists? Wow. And how important do you think that support is? Is we have part two of that question. So, I think when artists say that they are lacking support, Arkansas, it is only out of frustration that that is coming from. It is not genuine lack of support. It is frustration that they are not moving as fast as they want. They haven't hit the place they want. Um, whether it's justified or not, I can't really get into that. But I think when they vote, when they vocalize and it comes out like that, it's out of frustration. It's, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm not hitting the numbers I want to hit. I'm not doing the places I want. I want to perform at. That's where it comes from. Is that support necessary? I don't think it should be a hindrance. I don't think if it's just because people in Little Rock aren't listening to you or they aren't playing your music or they're not coming to your shows, that shouldn't be a reason to hold you back. Somebody out there is going to gravitate to your sound. You just got to go find out where they are. Yeah. And if they're not in Little Rock, they're not in Arkansas, don't take that to heart. I think Arkansas has a way of coming back around. They, yeah. they didn't see you at first or they didn't yeah. respect you at first, but all of a sudden this this started happening. It's like, oh, yeah, we did know about that. Oh, we did know about him. Oh, we was. So it, it comes back around and just... It's the business. Like, I got to stop taking stuff so personal. Stop taking it so personal. Rework your plan. That one didn't work. Rework it. That didn't work. Rework okay. it. That didn't work. Rework So, I don't think it should be a hindrance. That's a good answer. Uh, it is. That's yeah. a good I ain't really just... We kind of had the same view on it, but I ain't never just thought about it, like, specifically oh, like that. Oh, don't yeah. take it personal. Oh, yeah. Don't take it so personal. Little Rock is a... Rock is a funny place. I don't think that's <laughs> that's not no, no yeah, secret. Yeah. It's just yeah. a lot of fun. We like what yeah, we like. Rock, we don't. We I, don't. Me personally, you know, I think there is times where Arkansas tends to just look the other way when it comes to artists, despite skills. Why do you think that is? Because somebody didn't co-sign uh, it. It ain't even that. It's just we just don't care. I yeah, like we just really don't care. Yeah. Like it's a lot of yeah. I believe that's true. Like I, I, I think the most mm-hmm. times it's just lack of a cosign. If somebody else said, if this person said it was hot, it's hot. Yeah, but yeah, cosign helps, but it's just not. You just rarely, and I and I'm I'm guilty of myself. I'm guilty of this myself. You just rarely find somebody just goes out and just listen to like if it's an unknown Little Rock artist that mm-hmm. nobody's showing any love to. Mm-hmm. But they have skill. Mm-hmm. You still not go listen to them just off bat, like and just because because they because un- you didn't know. Them? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you can know somebody, them. If, I, yeah, if Jared exactly. told you what's yeah. hot, you'd be like, oh, I'll give it a listen. Yeah, but you just naturally, you not just out look because I wait. Oh, I guess so. I, I me naturally, I just go out and look for artists. I'm gonna say listen. I'm that guy. I like go I go out and listen, it. like just establish like each Friday when new uh-huh. music come out, I go to new music uh-huh. and I just look for whatever catches my be mm-hmm. artist I never heard of. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, but I don't naturally gravitate to try to listen to the local artists, and I'm uh-huh. not saying that it's a, something to brag about yeah, or yeah. something that's I sh- you know, but I just don't naturally, and and that's may how the rest of the city may feel as well. I just don't naturally go out and just that's listen fair. to someone. Well, so. well, I think. Um, I, again, I, that's why I come in to influence on. I was like really, really trying to push 
We should have all local artists all the time, 24-7. You should run a playlist like that. So when the app opened up, that's exactly what it was all the time. So I was really excited about it, and that's how I got educated on a lot more artists. Mm-hmm. I was already hungry to find out more, but I feel like the influence really pushed me into like, all right, dig deeper. Go looking mm-hmm. further. It's more people, not just Little Rock. Maybe Conway. Okay, yep. go further than that. Yep. Radio. Okay, go further yep. than that. It's in Rogers. Okay, go yep. further than that. Like, dang, it's artists all the way out there. Artists yep. all the way out there. And so they kind of pushed it. So I, I kind of commend the influence because they kind of turned me on Definitely. to like really wanting to go searching. And yeah, it's been multiple times I turn on the influence app, just let that bitch ride. Yeah, let it ride. Yeah. And they play some good yeah, music. Yeah, you'll come up on some shit too. Mm-hmm. So. More people are making, Um, I've been seeing that. Uh, Recently, Apple Music playlist of local artists. Yeah, uh, yeah, music. I saw that. Somebody, somebody did that the other week. Uh, was it DJ One Trey? Think so. Yeah, yeah. One Trey was doing yeah. one. Um, somebody else did one. I think Northside Underground the did Pookie one. Got like the that. Whole Pookie got the whole mixtape series. Yeah. You know, uh, my boy Julian Battle. He put out a, a, a small little, um, uh, like 11, 12 track playlist too. That was really good. Um, so that, those those are starting to come out more and more too. So it, it's coming. It's bubbling. I also feel like ultimately on the outside of all of this that the Arkansas, specifically the Little Rock local music scene is on a upswing. There was right. a minute when no one was And that's what I was about to get into. I was about to get and say that. Do you feel it's that way? Because now there's starting to be kind of like an uprising of more artists coming. Because like you was about to say, back in the day, like there really wasn't nobody just really just making music like that. And if they were mm-hmm. making music like that, they weren't pushing it to the extent that Mm-mm. most artists are now Mm-mm. so how can we really know That's about that you making music or how can yeah, we you know, get to tap in, in and support hand, you know. yeah, exactly you want to know so i don't know i just think it's on the upswing i just think it's just more platforms it's more mm-hmm. playlists there's yeah. more the streaming thing is like a big thing too i, I think people negate that like 10 years ago or less you could not stream music nah. like that did not exist that's another way to make money man yeah. or or you were going through like i'll take that back you could that piff you yeah. could do stuff like that you could do live mixtapes you could do stuff like that but even then live mixtapes had like a wall like you had to pass certain criteria before you, you could even you get to, your mixtape on live mixtapes same with spinrilla same with stuff like that so i mean you could put it up but this streaming Apple Music, I can just turn my phone on and go to it just like SoundCloud that. I mean, too. SoundCloud like that and its popularity like that has all kind of changed the landscape. But also, places like yourself, podcasts like these, podcasts like The Influence, stages like uh, Homegrown, um, stages like, uh, what's another good stage? Um, when The Influence launch party, that was a, that was a big deal at the time. Uh, um, the, what was yeah. it called? Um, no Longer No Notice. No Longer No Notice. That was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, what's another one? They do an indie music night at the Rev Room, and those yeah. have been like packed like, lately. And so it's just like more more platforms that people are uh, they have the opportunity to get their stuff off. You, you just didn't have that five, mm-hmm. six, ten years ago. Like you couldn't just go. It's Vino was like the only stage I knew that you could go. And then yeah. even then, it was hit yeah. or miss. They weren't letting a whole bunch of rappers getting in there. Mm-hmm. Rev Room, you want local rappers on stickies. You want a lot of rappers mm-hmm. getting in there. So it just weren't a lot of opportunity. But now it's more platforms. Now it's more opportunity. So now it's more pushed in your face. You see it a lot. more like you said so all right um kind of one c to the question uh-huh do you think that the state of arkansas has the power to push an artist to you know start up to being known right now right now no nope. right now why is that uh, and it's just not enough we don't understand the business it's too many of us that don't understand the business. I don't even completely understand yeah. the whole business and the workings and how it works. Right. So no one understands the business, so no one knows how to attack it. 
So they think, you know, they think whatever happens on their screen is, is what's actually happening. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that's not, right? Like, right. they think Instagram scroll, like, or Twitter, or that, that that's real. And that's not always real. Like, okay, I come in like a Zay HD. I, I come in a whole high dev game. Like, I can tell by looking at them that it's so much other stuff, that conversation that go on outside of, before it makes to that screen, it's so many other talks that happen. Mm, yep. They do so many shows, there's so many people in the crowd, and they travel in this place, and they travel in this place, and it's like, they understand things that we just don't. They have to speak to certain people, they have to go make certain relationships, they gotta be patient. This thing doesn't happen until four months from now, but they have to keep working up until their four months to make mm -hmm. sure they capitalize when that four months happens. So I just think, I, I don't think, Arkansas can get behind and push anybody because we don't understand what we need to do to really push anybody forefront. As far as rap and hip hop, what I also like to commend Zay and them on Zay and CEO <clears throat> is they don't try to choose their audience because you see mm -mm. it. A yeah. lot of rappers now they hinder themselves like, all right, I want these type of people mm -hmm. to listen to my music. Mm -hmm. I want this person to listen to mm -hmm. my music. Mm -hmm. They just if you listen to it, mm -hmm. we gonna embrace you no matter who you are, whatnot. You know, right. come out, we gonna rock with you. Yeah, it's really fun. It's yeah. really fun music. But I think pushing pushing artists, man, we don't know how. We just don't know how to yeah. like really make somebody famous. Like yeah. So you feel like it's deemed necessary <clears throat> that the artist needs to leave Arkansas right now. No, I don't think that's necessary to leave. man, that's crazy. I just had the same conversation. <clears throat> I think you should just travel. I I think Arkansas is a great hub. We can get to Dallas in four hours, we can get to Jackson in four hours, you can get to Memphis in two or three hours. You can one and a half. One and a half, right? right. <laughs> so, about hour man, you can, you can get to Atlanta about what, six hours? Six, six, something six, like six, that. Six, so, you know what I'm saying? You so, get to uh, six, seven. Man, yeah. so I feel like you can fly out of Dallas. I've gotten so many cheap flights out of Dallas. Right? Oh, right. Dallas, um, yeah. yeah. Plus, Dallas, plus, stuff plus, like that. Sure. You yeah. balling if you flying out of Little Rock. Exactly. 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 <laughs> For real. So, so it's just like. Man, travel, man. Go to Memphis and do get in the mix in Memphis. Go to Dallas, get in the mix in Dallas. Go to Atlanta, get in the mix in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Go to Jackson, get in the mix. Go to that fly out. Go to Denver. Go to LA. From you can go to you can travel to all these places and then come back here and pay some of the lowest cost of living. I don't want to go to Dallas and pay that high cost of living. I don't want to go to Denver and pay that high cost. LA know, and New York, man, I know, that stuff is expensive. Um, Isaiah Rashad, he stayed like you know he with TDE, but mm -hmm. he stay in Chattanooga. Right. Like he still stay in Chattanooga. Right. So he's like yeah. he was talking one day. He was like, I just go there, record, work, interviews, whatnot, make you know, make a little yeah. do a little business and I come back home. to the home, you know. Yeah. Go home. Why why stay out there and spend all that money? Like, I mean it's fun, don't get me wrong. I like the glitz and the glamour and all that stuff too. But man, you really about your business and it's music business, it's all about money in, not money out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So how can I do the most I can? While still bringing money in, and so and this is a great place. We've got the lowest cost of living everywhere. In Jackson, Mississippi, I used to tell everybody that four bedroom I was telling you about. I was staying with my boys, and we split. We stayed in a four bedroom house, two bath. We pay seven hundred and fifty dollars a month each, or total, total for that house. So it was like New Orleans is three hours away, two hours away. Of course, we shooting to New Orleans. We ain't paying three hundred dollars a month a person for for all the utilities, all that stuff. Yeah. So it was just like. It was just such a low cost of living. Why not go to Atlanta and get something off there? Why not go to New Orleans and get something off there? Why not go to these places and get something off? I feel so, that. No. I don't think you got to leave. I think you can travel to all these places and, and still get the same things done without having to uproot and move and then having to learn a new city. Like, I feel like it's like starting over. It's, it's like so difficult. You'll be behind. Imagine that. Imagine you got a, you move to you move to Miami and then you're trying to get your music off in Miami. 
Yeah. You are behind everybody else in Miami who has already been working on this years prior to you showing up. What makes you think you're gonna jump the line? Yeah, those guys like. But you, but to challenge that though, you said that Arkansas. You feel like Arkansas right now can't push somebody or elevate somebody to a starting role. I don't so, think so. So why would so if I'm an artist, why would I stay in Arkansas? If if I want to be the best of my craft and I and I. I guess want to be a star per se. Why mm-hmm. would I stay in Arkansas then? If if that can't help me get to where I want to go musically, I think you get a lot of things off here for a marginal price than you can for a lot of from a lot of other places. If that makes any sense? Like I say, cost of living. So a lot of things you could do a lot of things here cheaper than you could do in Atlanta. You can do a lot of things here cheaper than you could do in Dallas. A lot of things here cheaper than you could do in DC. Mm-hmm. Get that off here. Then go to Denver. Then go to LA. Then take all the things you can get out of here and then take that with you somewhere. Else. So I feel like this is a good place to start as opposed to starting at DC or starting in the man. From here, moving there. Like, I, I, I can't, to that, I can't compute. I think you can build a lot of stuff here. Like I was saying earlier, like, team up this guy, team up this guy, team up this girl, da da da. Now I got a portfolio. I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to performing. I'm used to reaching out to people. I'm used to passing out CDs. I'm used to passing out fly. Like, I'm used to doing all that stuff here for a much lower cost and a much lower price than having to do somewhere mm-hmm. else. But say I'm speaking for the artist is already a ground one here. So if he uproot, like it ain't even, excuse me, it ain't really to him per se, it's not really uprooting. Mm-hmm. It's just this is where I'm going to begin my I'm journey. just going to start here. Yeah. I think you can do that. You All can right. start in another city just brand new, fresh. Yeah. But again, back to the, I think, I think, I still think Arkansas and Little Rock Music is upswing. Yeah, right now, can we do that? I don't think we can do that right now. I think we're on an upswing, especially yeah. with a bankroll of Freddie. Like, thank you, Freddie. You got to put yeah, a lot of eyes was, on Arkansas with yeah, that. Yeah, that was big. Put a lot of eyes on Arkansas big. with that. And so when more things like that happen, we'll start getting more attention. Um, but right now, the present moment, I don't think we just... just push, you feel like you can ever get that like way, that. though? Or do you, well, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful, pretty sure I'm you hopeful. hope it get yeah, that what way. Would it take? What would it take? It would take people understanding the music. I mean, the business, the, the music business. Like, what are they looking for? What do they want? What, what, what made them interested in Bankroll Freddy? I don't know. Who knows? Other than money, I, I hope it's not anything like too dirty. But I mean, I would imagine something to do with money. But like, <clears throat> Bankroll Freddy wasn't just getting spins like that around my, that I knew of. Bankroll yeah. Freddy wasn't, they weren't just talking crazy about his mixtape yeah. right before he signed. Then everybody was like going crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, what made them interested in Bankroll Freddie? What did he say to them? What did he do to them? What did he show QC to make him be like, all right, we yeah. want to work with you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. And I think once we start understanding what that is, then people can start saying, okay, I need to start working like this. I need to get these numbers. I need to get it formulated this way so there's someone right. to talk to me somewhere. Not Take necessarily the sound or the exact way that they did it, but just understanding, just understanding like the business. how to get into the rooms and mm-hmm. shit. I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For anybody that knows me, I'm a I'm a fan of nepotism. So I think okay. there's, I think yeah. there's really a, some just, we just don't have a steady cycle of nepotism. We mm-hmm. don't have a steady cycle because you go to Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's gonna be some people that fuck with you mm-hmm. and get you on just because you lived in this neighborhood. Yep, right. Just because you knew my cousin, yep. just because that's that's easy to find. Like mm-hmm. you know, the Twenty One Savages, like he he didn't care about rapping like that. He mm-hmm. knew somebody. He knew shit when he tried it. It was like, all right, we see something, mm-hmm. and now that could mold you into a what he is today mm-hmm. you know he probably that same freestyle whatever he did to get their attention right, right. if he'd have got those like if somebody say the, they saw him he was from arkansas mm-hmm. 
Because you know we from Arkansas. Right. He from Arkansas. <laughs> okay. They see that same freestyle. They're like, oh, that's cool little freestyle. Mm-hmm. But, right. but they don't, he, they really don't have but, no but attachment. See that person, like you know, say that nepotism, give, that person knew what it took. It's like, yo, if you just keep rapping, I'm going to show you the yeah, rest of the things exactly, you got to yeah. do. But I, so I you can get to where you need to go. But seeing how, say, whatever he saw in 21 Savage, if he saw that in 21 Savage, but he's all the way over here, mm-hmm. he's just like, all right, that's cool little freestyle. Yeah. But let's get back to business. Now, oh, now, okay, okay. now he seems like he got some attachment to him where I know him, I know what I can do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm willing to take this chance mm-hmm. on him. Because but know. is it a chance? So yeah, to your point, to your point of nepotism, is it a chance? If I already know what you need to do, and I got somebody who's going to do it, just but A B C D. All right, say say you see, mm-hmm. say you see. I just put you in it like a like an industry plant, like just I'm not like, saying the twenty one is industry plant, but it's like you can sing. I know what you need. I have all the connections. But you I can just keep yeah, singing, and I'm gonna put you like for instance, you say you put Sinclair on because you knew what he could do. You saw. Yada, yada, I can't say whatnot. I put him on, but yeah, I saw. I started working. Oh, you yeah. talking like tour? Like yeah, tour. on the okay, tour. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, on the tour. Okay, because okay. you knew what he could bring to the tour. Oh yeah, not. yeah, right. But say if you was played with a decision, you got to choose between Sinclair and another person mm-hmm. that you don't know nothing about. Oh yeah, but you knew he could bring the same thing. You oh, gonna yeah. pick Sinclair because y'all yeah, have I'm pick that, Sinclair because I'm yeah, we have right a better rapport. That's true. Like, that's exactly. true, that's, that's true, the only true. point I'm getting across. Okay, like we okay. don't have that advantage where yeah, we don't. we're going to be the first option. Mm-mm. Like the little mm-hmm. rock, we gotta re- like the mm-hmm. the people yeah, have to reach like, out yo. for us. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. People but reach out for when us. we built that foundation within, mm-hmm. then it's just bring out people up. It's just yeah. then those people bring. And so people. the people who have that just, information have to share the information. So I am on the hunt to find this information, and along the way, I, I really feel like whoever has information can see. Oh, okay. I like what you're doing, but you are missing this thing. Right. I like what you're doing, but you're missing this thing. But I have to show myself approved. And I think that artists, like I said, they don't understand it. So once they have the opportunity to get in those in those realms and those moves, like mm-hmm. like I'm saying, like performing in rapid succession, even though this is a week spread out of different weeks, like now they are used to performing in rapid succession. So when they go into it, this is not a new concept to them. Uh-huh. They're not tired. They're not burnt out. They don't know how to. I don't. They just they get used to that that movement. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that being said, it's like on the road. If I'm doing this a certain way, somebody I have to find somebody who has the information and give me the information. Picked it up. Add that to it. Picked it up. Add that to it. Now when I'm done, go back and share this information to all these artists that I'm working with. All right, dude. I need you to do it like this. I know, I know you want to do release the new music at the show. Don't release the new music. Do the single. Why? Because you have to push the single at every show for X amount of time in order for you to get X amount of spins, in order for you to X amount. Like it just it goes a certain way. And when you get the information, I think that's what it's going to take. The nepotism. Somebody has to go get it and then pass it down. Then go get it and then pass it down and get it and pass it down. And then before you know it, it's like common culture. Like people know what they have to do in order to get to where they want to go. But. I think it's nepotism. I think it's just information. We lack information. No one knows. No one knows. So we can't hit that point. Cause. All right. Interesting. So this way we like to end off every show, even though we don't never end it off here. We always get into <laughs> some. <laughs> yeah. Always get into some other shit. But what are you listening to right now? Definitely oh. Besides the. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna open my phone. Everybody. Everybody asked me this, and I never really know off the top of my head. Yeah. I am listening to Two Wavy. By Sinclair, I'm still spinning that like crazy. I am listening to um, Sir Michael Rocks. I went back on the Rocks Report and started listening to Sir okay. Michael Rocks. I was a big fan of Banco. Like, oh, Banco Popular? No. Popular. The, uh, that was it? Yeah, I just call it Banco. I think but, it's called uh, Banco Popular. Did they just put the uh, Apple Music again? 
Yep. I just yeah, found it. I saw somebody tweeting about it. So I, like, I remember seeing The that. Rocks Report was great. It's happening right I'm back now. in on that. I'm listening to Two Wavy. I'm listening to 500 Degrees by Rampage Wood. Okay. I'm getting oh, yeah, into that. Yeah. I'm on Snow Allegra, real heavy on my R&B tip. Um, I got into some Ellie Dollars. I'm listening to that lately. Ellie is? Ellie Dollars? I'm listening to that lately. Um, Young Bay. Have y'all ever heard of Young Bay? I've heard of Young Bay. Young nah, Bay's out of Arkansas. I- and he had some songs. I was like, this is surprising me how good this is. He kind of, I hope he's not giving What type of artist is <clears throat> I never just tapped Young Bay is a rapper. Y-U-N-G-B-A-Y. Young Bay is a rapper. And he kind of reminds me of Gucci Mane. And I hope you're not offended by that. But he reminds me of Gucci Mane. And man, he got this song called, uh, man, what is it? Put My Young Nigga in the Game. I think it's called In the Game. And uh, man, I'm listening to Young Bay. Somebody put me on that. So I've been listening to that recently. And... I'm gonna close it out with, um, oh, Black Party, Endless Summer. All right, Woo. have y'all listened to that? Yes, like, that is a for good some ass reason, album. For some dog. reason, all right, I'm in the gym, and I was like, turn on Black Party. That is and a I good ass say, album, like, bro. I like it. Just I don't know, like R and B be just do something to me in the gym for some reason. I don't know, like it. Like, I, just, I think when it's said nah, and done, Black right. Party gonna be top five Arkansas. When it's all said and done, yeah. I love this album. I love Mango. I think when it's said and done, I really think he gonna be top. He five. just different. That nigga different, just, bro. He got an ear, bro. Man. And I, I read. I want to say I read somewhere that he was real integral in uh, helping make uh, "Awaken My Love." He did like a lot of drum programming out there. I don't know specifically what he did, but mm-hmm. I heard he was in there. And he's pretty like hands on, making my love. And I was no, like, he'd, I he'd love that been album in, too. He'd have been like what you don't know. He'd have been like integral in some other shit. Really, like some other albums you, uh-huh. that you just never think about. Like I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm a I'm a Black Party no, fan. So no, I really like Malik. Sure. He's, he's, he's really stand. good. It's really right, right, right. Real deal. Shout out to Malik. That's all I'm gonna take. What y'all been listening to? They ain't put me on something. Uh, all right. I, Damn, I'm a real shit. just gritty, grimy rap fan. Right. I ain't gonna lie. I've been listening to Look What I Became by Conway the Machine. Oh, yeah, you listen to a lot of Conway. You always mm-hmm. posting Kanye on your page. No, Conway. Oh, Conway. I was Conway. gonna say. Kanye to too, a though. Lot of Con- yeah, Conway, Kanye. he a Buffalo rapper, just really grimy, kind of. Conway like, the Machine? Conway yeah. Conway the Machine. Kind of. The like Brazil, the boys. Brazil, the boys. I've been listening. I've been, I've been trying to get. To Mirrorland by Earth Gang, but it ain't it ain't been just super <laughs> it's sticky. It's good, but it ain't like it ain't like Bears would like this to it's, me. It ain't like the single had me hyped. Swivel had me. I was like, okay, <clears throat> and Swivel kind of it didn't get better than Swivel. And um, I've been listening to, of course, Black Party, a club, a club. I mean, of course, so mm-hmm. much fun. And I've been listening to a lot of Party Next Door. Really. Like I've been, I revisited PNG <coughs> too, mm-hmm. and I've been having that in rotation. I've been listening to a lot of just Lucy singles yeah, or yeah. just, or like colors. Did you get into colors when that came out? I didn't out get into ago? colors like that. Good. I kind of, I got it. Like, but I just been to a lot of party next door lately. Mm-hmm. A little Georgia Smith, okay, and just you know, I've been really on my R and B vibe because mm-hmm. it's what that, about the Sir album. I I still haven't just tapped in a Sir like. Nah, tap in, bro. It's on my phone. Mm. People going crazy about it. Yeah, I've been hearing nah, good like things it. about like it. it. Like, what was uh, John Redcorn? What was the name of the... Am I getting that wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, keep I don't going. Know. It's John something Redcorn. Uh, maybe... Off I of maybe, the album? Yeah, off of that album. Mm. I may be butchering <laughs> no, it. Wait, going. let me see. Hold on. Let me pull up a little track list. I was surprised to hear Kendrick on the first track. Kendrick oh, yeah, that's the single. 
Is it? Oh yeah, you talk. Oh, I know you talking about the. the yeah, Red John Redcorn. Yeah, I knew I wasn't tripping. That's the name of it. You right? Um, you right? Everybody's nah. random raving over this sir album. All right, what you got, Jay Hill? Man, me, Jay Hill. <laughs> that sounds like Jay. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, yeah. Because <laughs> I because I be giving hell shit. <laughs> you, know, you know the vibes. Uh, me, shit. I've been listening to um, a lot of Don Tolliver. I've been tapping back in with that. If you don't Don know who that Tolliver. is. Uh, he signed the Cactus Jack. With Travis, yeah, it's not the Travis oh, label. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? I saw it on the, on the uh, yeah, on yeah, he'll crazy. He like he just dropped a single I didn't know about, but that bitch situation, ride. yeah. Don Tolliver, uh, been uh tapping back in with a lot of Shy Glizzy. A lot of people don't, like, I like Shy Glizzy. I fuck man. with Shy Glizzy, I like man. Shy I don't know, it's just something about it. Oh, yeah, he just got tight. that, that, that style, man. Yeah, Shy like Glizzy Shy just Shy be Glizzy. talking that. I haven't, I haven't liked just any Shy Glizzy since what Law 3. They was hating on Shy Glizzy, yeah. yeah they was hating snatch. at one point, man. I ain't gonna lie. Listen to Fully not, Loaded. Fully not, Loaded was the album that I'm came out before the last Fully Loaded is good, but Covered in Blood is good too. Covered in Blood was hard. I'm not Shy Good. Oh, no, Covered in Blood is good, bro. I'm telling you, it's good. I've been listening to a lot of like, but still tapping in with Thug, still been tapping in with So Much Fun. I ain't gotten into So Much Fun like that. So I hear it everywhere I go. It's great. I ain't so got to listen to it, man. It's, it's great. So much, fun. It's, it's so much fun. It's literally so much fun. So much fun. Oh my god. Uh, what else? I'm about to tap in with this Sir Michael Rocks. I'm glad that you reminded me about that because I've seen that um, the Rocks report. The and then I've been listening to a lot of like I've been listening to a lot of like Slim K, uh, okay. oh, OG yeah. Ron C, oh, just yeah. chopping the screw. Oh, I've been in chopping the screw like Bob for like the past three weeks. Probably come sitting up on his purple light all night. I can fuck with that, bro. I can fuck with that. But um. That's kind of what I just been playing in rotation. But I listen like lately. Well, in like like past six days, I've been visiting a lot of like Disclosure, Jamie XX, a lot of Tame Apologies. You know, different vibe, electronic. Okay, you know, just you know, you just oh, okay. got to tap out. Okay, co- yeah, co- yeah. Down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. this one. Like so, okay, uh, good. You know, I used to do that uh, on station head shit like okay. mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. There's this. Uh, Radio station that I that I tapped in on there, it's like a little like kind of chill way, like little shit that you can just play. Oh, like yeah, chill way. And I do not usually listen to that whenever I'm like studying or mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like just like relaxing, like trying to get into like. That's normally what I listen to when I'm trying to like. Yeah, relax. yeah. It's like it, selection like that, like that. Laid yeah, back. it's it's kind of like that laid okay. back shit. And then I just came across, um, I think it's called Obliv, O B L I V, some like little group. They got a, yeah. uh, they got a album called Sophonic. I've been fucking with that too. Okay. It's a song called "If You're Ready" on there. Mm. Instrumental, crazy. I, I think I'm ready. ready. I think I'm ready. Yeah, but that that's episode three of our conversation. This is episode three. Yeah, <laughs> so, 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 again. 